0: Welcome, everyone, to the MMOs.com podcast. Uh, Altai here for episode 204. I'm joined this week by...
1: Remo. Another week, another week. And I want I want to start off with uh, talking about an, uh, an opportunity MMOs.com passed on, all right? So actually, this week, guys, we were offered $800 to make a video for this game, all right? But I ended up passing on it, so take a look at the game, Altai.
0: Oh, this game. I remember this game. Yeah. You passed on yeah. this?
1: I passed on it only because when we get paid to make videos for games, uh, I, I, it's always with a pretty strong caveat that, like, you can't tell me what I can say or cannot say in my video. And most of the time, it's okay. You know, most companies are like, yeah, that's fair, right? You know, but they don't expect a puff piece. You know, they expect coverage. That's it. That's what they're paying for. So this game, though, was actually the worst. The One of the worst mobile MMORPGs I've played. And one of the worst, uh, like, games we're offered to play for money, right? So I played the game. Clearly, I'm level 241, guys. You know, I'm auto-playing the game.
0: 241? That's pretty impressive. I, Wow, I mean, again, a it's,
1: I'm a pro, right? The game plays itself, right? I'm literally auto-playing and leaving the game on and running, right? So, like, I, I told the guys, like, I would never... I'm not going to outright bash the game, which I... In general, have you seen my my first videos? I never, like... I'm not, like, this game is unplayable, the game is... I don't, I don't usually say that, you know? I'll criticize, like, the, the parts I don't like, and I'm, I'm generally pretty neutral, I think. I think I'm pretty fair for the, a lot of games I do first videos for. They're not meant to be, like, super hard critiques, just what I don't like and what, what works, and I talk about the genre. So I told these guys, like, listen, you know, uh, they, they kept asking me to like talk about very specific things. I'm like, by the way, I, I told you from the get go, you know, you, this is the way it's going to work. Now, from my experience with this game, it's ten percent positive, positive, forty percent negative, and fifty percent neutral. After I told them that, that they, like, eh, they backed away. They didn't want, they, they didn't want to do, it, which is fine. I gave them, the, I gave them the option to back away, but uh, we did pass on eight hundred bucks, boys. All
0: noble, right,
1: a noble you, goal. So, mls. keeps it legit. All right, we we got paid uh, for a few videos, I think. I mean, one of the one we got for the Naruto Online one. We got paid for uh that oof what was it called that game by Cog Games the one before Elsword why why is this escaping me Altai what's the game before Elsword that's kind of like it Altai help me out here it's it, it's just like Elsword but like the one before it. Grand Chase yeah Grand Grand Chase Mobile uh, they paid us as well the game was okay it was firmly generic though I mentioned that too but yeah Grand Chase offered us money a few other companies have offered us money in the past. But yeah, we did pass up on this game. Look at this UI outline. Look at this UI. Look how disgusting bu- this is. It's
0: beautiful. All this
1: right. is this is the actual UI in the game. Listen. And when you you, you think so, it doesn't get better when you're playing the game too, because when you when you when you're playing the game, shit's flying all over the screen, and like text appears on the screen all the
0: time while you're trying to play the game. It's unplayable. Who designed this? Imagine playing this on your phone. This is a tablet. I love how there's a separate UI button for language. I mean, most games would put that under the second one, the next to it, called settings, right? So, inside Mm -hmm. settings would be the language option. But this game decided language needs its own UI button right there. Yeah. I hate
1: these. The the, the UI for these Chinese games and the game design philosophy, I actually just outright hate them at this point. They're just so bad. But, like, you see, like, there's actually a thousand ways to power up your character. It makes no sense. Like, you can upgrade your pets, you can upgrade your soul crystals, you can upgrade your runes, you can upgrade every every piece of individual gear, you can upgrade, like, your other soul over here. There's like a billion things to upgrade. Like your companions, your mounts, your wings, your divine dragons. You can synthesize stuff. You get skills. You get glyphs. And glyphs and runes are different. I don't get it. This is a billion ways to upgrade your character, and, and every time you Shank gear, you upgrade your other like inner soul. It, it doesn't. It just. It's. I don't get. It, it is the most mismatch. They, they threw a billion things at the wall, and they see what sticks. And it's just. It's un, It's an unplayable mess. These Chinese uh, mobile but RPGs. But I bet it's making money. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it obviously paid when it goes without saying too. Like it's just like. It, fact you know the more money you pay just the stronger you get you can like there are literally certain dungeons in the game you can only get gain access if you pay money so obviously paid win kind of goes with it
0: you know one of the problems these games have is they introduce all these features within the first like 10 minutes it's just too Mm -hmm. quick you know i remember in Mm -hmm. wow classic wow you wouldn't get talent points till level 10 so it gave Mm -hmm. you kind of you know you, you kind of have time to you know okay i understand how this works now i can try this but these games are like Click here, click here, click here, droon doodle, like you said. It's just too much. It's overwhelming. I don't know how mm. people juggle it all.
1: Yeah, it's it's very strange. Uh, I, I I know. Game game is game is pretty meh, but there you go. That, that kind of applies to almost all Chinese uh Chinese mobile games, unfortunately. They're all kind of fall into that same that same nonsense. Indeed. But yeah. Uh we should talk a little bit about uh this new morePG that was announced just this week, though, before I talk about Roblox, I want to talk about it as well. But uh new isometric and RPG core punk. Uh, did you see the trailer for it yet, Altai?
0: I'll play the trailer here. Uh, mute it, though. It looks mm-hmm. interesting because, it. Look, first of all, I love the um, camera mm-hmm. style. So it's isometric. And uh, So tell us a little about the game because you said you read about it while we watch the trailer here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's an actual RPG. So when you see the gameplay trailer, it kind of makes you think, oh, this is like a Diablo game or, you know... Uh, Path of Exile style ARPG, right? But no, it, they they build themselves as an actual MMORPG. They I mean, they call themselves an MMORPG. They have a seamless open world. They have all the things you'd expect in an MMORPG. With, uh, crafting, uh, PvP, brand. But it, it's a real MMORPG. And, and the crazy part to me is it's not just like an indie game. This isn't like just a random nonsense game which is just announced. You know, it's probably never going to come out. No, this this going to happen, guys. This is uh, I think it's a Dutch game studio making it called Max Buff, and apparently they have over a hundred people working on the game already. This isn't like a three person team. Over a hundred people are apparently working on this game. And this was announced just today, actually. So, and on the PC. So it's not just a mobile game either. It's a PC MRPG, uh, trying to be, you know, like, and I like it. Uh, I'm surprised to see it because we haven't really seen too many new PC MRPGs over the last, you know, a couple of years, but this seems to be a, you know, a real budgeted PC MRPG. No word on if it's going to be buy to play, subscription based or free to play just yet. But, of course, on the FAQ page, they say the business model for Corp Punk will be announced soon. We are fundamentally against pay to win. But then again, literally everyone says they're against pay to win.
0: I, first of all, I, I like the little gimmick they have where it's uh, they call it, it's an open world uh, game. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's got Fog of War, which is kind of cool, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a concept from, you know, either Action mm-hmm. RPGs RTS. or RTS. Uh, but here, you know, so it's a Fog of War MMRPG, So you can kind of explore the map as you go and, you know, reveal mm-hmm. the you know areas you've been to. Mm-hmm.
1: I really like what I see. I, I like these isometric style. Uh, I mean, I, I like games like Path of Exile and Diablo. So having this with a MMORPG seems like it could be really good. I'm excited for this one. Again, no word on when it's coming out yet. We do know uh open beta test is sometime in Q4 2020. But it's nice that when you no, know, we got a we got a trailer and we have a pretty clear path to release, you know. Open beta is not released technically, but let's be real guys, for practically any MMO, when they say open beta, it's released. You know, anytime there's a no wipe release, it's released. So we'll be able to actually play this game. Uh, at the, by the end of uh, by the end of next year which it seems like a while but you know compared to I guess uh, all those Kickstarter crowdfunded RPGs, it's not bad at all it's in Crowfall so it's never going to come out anytime and soon
0: I actually like this uh, reveal style better than like for even Diablo uh, 4 Diablo 4 I think was forced to reveal early because they did a, a disaster last year with uh, Diablo Immortal so but Diablo 4 is not coming out for ye- multiple years which I think is too long of a window so the fact that these guys are going to be you know playable you know, in 12 months from now, I think it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good sign.
1: That's just playable. It's will to be released basically. Well, in release, yeah, months so. yeah. So uh, I'm excited for Quark Punk. It's on, it's not just another Chinese developed game. It's not on the Korean. Not, not that there's anything wrong with Chinese and Korean games, but like when I hear a Chinese MRPGs coming to the West, I, I do have an expectation based on all the Chinese MRPGs that I've played that it, it's just not going to be like this, this great, amazing thing. Like, are there any Chinese MRPGs that like anybody plays in the West that are like popular? I, I, I don't think so. Like the games are big in China, but like there's a single Chinese mobile and more PG or PC and more PG that's popular in the West. So, and I, it just doesn't jive well with like with Western taste. And the fact that this is developed by a Western studio makes me more excited for it.
0: I don't know, man. This UI looks a little too simple for me. I need like twelve more mm. buttons on the top, ten on the sides. You know, then I think mm-hmm. it's, they got a hit. Mm-hmm.
1: But it looks pretty. Uh, yeah, not too much information is known about it just yet. But uh, I'm exci- I'm excited for this one. It's always good to see. That PC MRPGs aren't dead yet, you know. We we've long opined about PC MRPGs dying, but we do we do occasionally get a some flicker of hope, you know. Some game gets announced on the PC that could that could potentially, I guess, revive the genre.
0: Well, there are there are plenty of vibrancy in a different part of the MMO genre, the mobile version, mobile area, and yet another previously mobile MRPG now has a uh, mobile version. And this one is Seal Online MMO. Do you remember this one? Yes.
1: Uh, so Seal Online made a mobile version. It's a PCM RPG. Now there's a didn't they have that mobile version for a while? What's it called?
0: Uh, I think it's just called Seal Online M.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm not surprised. I remember playing it back in the day.
1: This this was obscure. It's so weird to see a Seal Online mobile game. Like, who actually did anybody in, in our chat play Seal Online? It was such an obscure game. It was never like it was never particularly popular. I mean. Think of, like, Fly for Fun. At least people played that game back in the day. You know, it was kind of obscure. Not nearly as popular as Star, but people heard of it. I imagine not many people even played Sea Online back in the day. There we go. Yashi TCG played it. I'm sure a few people did, but it was very obscure. It was, but, but I, I feel like
0: the people who kind of hang around in the free-to-play MMORPG space, you know, in, the, in that early, like, you know, 2000s time era, mm-hmm. I think a lot of them have at least heard of this game.
1: Hmm. Uh, it's, I, I forget about it pretty often. You know, that, that game does not ring a bell to me pretty often because it, it, it is it is so obscure. All right, you, I want to jump to what is working, though, all right? What what totally blew my mind is, is Roblox. We've talked about Roblox in the past, but it's a game... Like, I've played Roblox maybe, like, four or five times in the past, and that's it. And I played recently with Altai, and we, we looked at some of the popular games on Roblox. So, Altai, I linked you, you uh some of the most popular games on Roblox. And this, this genre, right? This this kind of... This this idea of player-created content, we've talked about it in MRPCs for a long time. It, it really works wonders for Roblox. The game has like millions of players. It's, it's one of the highest-grossing games, and it's it, they have it on mobile as well. But like, I want to show you one particular game, guys, on on Roblox, which kind of blew my mind. So the game is called New Swords Ninja Legends. Okay, so you can see on the most popular list that at this moment, guys, there are fifty-six thousand players playing this game. All right, and just just for context, out there, maybe you can show them the the Steam chart for the highest and most played games on here. On, on, on Steam.
0: So the most played games on Steam right now is Counter-Strike Global Offensive with 345,000. Now, yeah. if we go back to Roblox, this is only the third top game. If you see the top one here called Adopt Me, Gingerbread Adopt Me, whatever that is, 150,000 people are playing it right now concurrently. 150,000. that's more...
1: 000. That would be number three on the Steam charts list, so it would be ahead of Destiny 2 at 116,000. So the game we're going to show you, uh, New Swords Ninja Legends has 56,000 players, making it more popular than Rainbow Six Siege. All right, guys, let's take a look at the game that's more popular than Rainbow Six Siege, I'll tell you. Walk us through that quality gameplay.
0: All right, let's launch this and give me a second here to game capture this. Oh, there it is. And I got to set the volume down.
1: Yeah, so essentially uh, it's a player-made game. Uh, on roblox but it really captures like this is this is like dopamine rush perfected for kids for 10 year olds okay this is what perfect game design looks looks like you may not like it guys but this is perfection when it comes to the optimal amount of dopamine which are fed to kids as they play uh ninja swords uh, new swords ninja legends the, the actual gameplay is so limited but this is perfection, guys. It is has 56,000 players. It's, it's averaging more players in Rainbow Six Siege. It's averaging more players in the vast majority of games on Steam. It's literally like a number six. If it was on Steam, this game would be like this, the, the, the sixth highest population game on the platform. This blew my mind. I, I didn't know these games existed on, on Roblox. I mean, I've played XMC's like No Clones, but never this.
0: So here's my character. And this is the gameplay. You guys ready? Where's there? Cell Ninjutsu? Yeah, okay, So I stand here in this green circle, and I left-click to attack. And as I attack, every time I attack, I'm gaining uh, ninja stars on the left mm-hmm. over there. So, okay, I can, I'm can. i almost at 300, which is my cap. So I'll just get the cap. Okay, I'm at 300 now. I can jump. When I jump, it sells my ninja stars. So I've just sold 300 ninja stars, and I'm going to attack again. Click, 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 click. And I, I can jump again to sell. Now, once I've sold a bit, I can go right next door to this blue circle. And in the blue circle, I can buy a better weapon. So 1.4 mm-hmm. to buy this by now. So now I have a black shadow bamboo staff. So now what, what does that do? You might ask. Let's find out. Let's just go back here. I forgot how to close this. So <laughs> There we go. Now we go back to sell and I attack. And you'll notice now I'm gaining money quicker. So all it does is make me gain quicker. Jump. This is the entire over.
1: game, boys. Essentially, it's a cookie clicker style game. It's a clicker style game, but with some uh, some open world elements, some PvP. But basically, all you're doing is you're, you're attacking. You are basically mashing your left click button, and when you mash it enough, you can you can upgrade your weapon, which lets you gain more points every time you left click, just so you keep upgrading over and over again. Now, the crazy part is that the, the it's basically that forever. Like there's literally thousands of like there's like a thousand weapons you can upgrade to, and people have played this game for thousands of hours. There's just so much left clicking you can do, you know, and and that's the whole game. This, this is. This is perfected dopamine rush for ten-year-olds. Roblox guys,
0: amazing. amazing. So I'm going to, to close this you... now because it's a disaster. Mm-hmm.
1: But it, it blew my mind when I saw 56,000 players playing this game. It also kind of uh, gave me like a wake-up call. Just like, I mean, we all we play MMOs on, on, on this on this podcast, of course, and I'm sure many of you guys have played MMOs. It just kind of tells me how small the MMO genre really is. You know, it tells me that there aren't really that many people playing MMOs nowadays. Because when you have a game. Like, uh, like that one mini game in Roblox is fifty six thousand players. That's like that's that's more popular than literally any MMO on Steam. Period. Like, there's not a single MMO on Steam that comes close to those numbers. It's like five times more popular than Black Desert Online. And it is kind of sad that that works. You know, I mean, the core gameplay it builds off a of cookie clicker or any of those clicker style games. I mean, the co- it's okay. It, it's you know, it's not it's not terrible, but it is just remarkable how many people play that
0: and I don't want to play this next one on stream because it's just too bizarre for me but if you guys want to check it out if you go down Roblox the number one most popular game every time I've checked has been this gingerbread adopt me and I'll just say this it is very bizarre you either yes. play as a baby or an adult and you like customize your house and you like you. I, I guess it's mostly a roleplay thing like you adopt mm-hmm. one one player adopts another player and I, look all I can say is this is aimed for kids and I, I suspect there's some weird things going on in this minigame here so that's all I can say
1: there you go, boys. That is that is peak game design, though. But again, this goes back to the concept we have talked about in previous podcasts. I really do think uh, an MMORPG built on player-created content, the concept of player-created content, will do really well. We've seen a few MMOs kind of flirt with the idea. And we know Neverwinter uh, did it with uh, the, the player-made dungeons, which I thought were really cool, but I think they discontinued that. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing... Uh, there's that one sci-fi MMO mm-hmm. that's in development. Uh, do you remember the name, Altai? By Nova Quark?
0: Dual, Dual Universe, that one?
1: Dual Universe. They're the ones doing it as well, so... A few companies are playing with the idea, but I re- I really think the next generation of like big popular MRPGs will basically build off of player content. We've seen Overwatch actually said they're adding a workshop, right? So players can create custom maps and stuff. So I guess companies are kind of realizing this works, you know. And the biggest takeaway from Roblox is just to see like there are actually MRPGs on Roblox, guys. Like actual, you know, with, with like RPG elements, leveling up and stuff. And those MRPGs on Roblox have more players than like the vast majority of real MRPGs that we talk about on MOS.com. Like you will find more and style games on Roblox and Minecraft. By the way, Minecraft has more style games that are more popular than, than like most of the games we talk about on this stream. So, player made content works. Okay, even though there's a lot of shit games come out of it, the few good ones will come out and it'll work. It's a, it's a law of large numbers. You throw enough shit at the wall, you'll find a diamond. All right. Appreciate sure that's what the law of large numbers says.
0: It's very difficult to get to plan ahead of time. To make your game dependent on player-created content, it seems yes. like most of the time it just kind of emerges randomly as like a hub for. Mm-hmm. So I remember, so I remember uh, EverQuest tried to make a, a game called EverQuest Next, and the, the the world of EverQuest Next was supposed to be populated by people creating custom content with a mm-hmm. platform called EverQuest Landscapes or something. But it never, mm-hmm. the, the whole project really never took off. It was canceled. We've um, had a few other examples of games like this. I know Worm Online, which was actually the predecessor to Minecraft. It's still up, by mm-hmm. the way. It's a whole, like, player-run, like, player-altered uh, MMORPG, but it's somehow it's just never taken off. It's still around, but it's small. And so- well, essentially,
1: it, it did what, like, Minecraft does, but did it with, like, infinitely more complex elements, you yes. know? A lot of games that try, you know, building off of, like, player-created content, they, they try doing it with, like, the survival game element mode, like like Rust. There's that one uh, uh choose-your-own MMO. What's it called? The uh, Medieval... It's a medieval... The medieval game, choose... Something... Oh, I forgot the name. It's really escaping me. But it's very complex, and it is too difficult to, feudal. to play. Feudal, feudal. Life is Feudal yeah, MMO. Li- yes, that's the one I'll tell you. Thank you. Life is Feudal MMO. And the problem with that game is that it just, it gets too complex. It feels very much like Worm Online in complexity. I mean, the people that play Worm Online love it, you know? And there's just so much you can do in Worm Online. But Minecraft just took that model and just really streamlined it. And what Roblox clearly did is they streamlined it as well. So if you can create an RPG that, that's in, that's, that relies entirely on player-created content in some way, and the, the developer just makes the tools, it's that's that's the future, boys. But it's got to be dumbed get, down.
0: It's got to be dumbed down.
1: Yeah, and yeah. of course. Of course. You cannot have infinite complexity. I mean, one of the reasons I think StarCraft 2 map makers were not nearly as impressive as the Warcraft 3 ones, the mapmaker was just way too complex. And I guess people couldn't figure out how to work the triggers. I mean, to this day, all and I play Warcraft 3 custom maps. To this day, I'm playing tower defense games on Warcraft 3 pretty regularly. And even StarCraft 1 we play. And these are old games. And they're only still relevant to us because of the player-created content. And not just us. You know, We have friends that play these games as well. So... And MMORPG can capitalize on this is, is the future. You, you're not going to get another WoW clone that's going to be like this mega big deal. It's just, it's over. You know, you can't make another WoW clone and expect to be a triple a, a huge hit. You can make money, but it will not be the next big thing. The next big thing will be something different. My guess on what that something different is is an MMORPG that that relies entirely on player created content.
0: I, like, will, I will mm-hmm. say, just seeing Roblox this successful, these custom games makes mm-hmm. me feel like better about myself because when I do play those old Warcraft three maps with you. Part of my mind is thinking, am I just weird for doing this? Like, I know I like these mm-hmm. games, but maybe I'm just nostalgic and stupid and what? So why am I? Is, these aren't popular. What am I doing? But mm-hmm. Roblox shows that even this young generation, the current you know kids in school, like middle school and younger, this model, this identical model works. These are basically mm-hmm. ad hoc, you know, simple games that require you to you know use your imagination. Um, but there's so many, there's so much variety, and they're really popular. So mm-hmm. the model works. I'm you know we, we're right, more. Okay, when we say Warcraft 3 custom games are good, we are correct. It's proven. No, and The fact that Roblox
1: is this popular absolutely proves it. And this has to happen. We cannot have another, like, 10 years where every few, like, months we get another WoW clone. It, like, Estelia, like, Estelia like, isn't a bad game, right? And I don't mean to rag on it, but I'm going to use it as an example. The game launched, like, re- like in September of this year in, in the West, right? Like, it, it was clear from the get-go, this is not trying anything different. This is just literally another Korean MMORPG you know, with like one unique element was the pet system, and that's it. Like it didn't try shaking anything up. Right? The next big MRPG is not going to be another just knockoff wow or just another generic Korean or Chinese MRPG. It's not gonna happen. We need something different. It works on Roblox. I just don't want and if you look at like uh, even Valve with Dota 2 and, and CSGO with the with the player created skins, like some element of player created content has to make its way into the next generation of MRPG. It makes no sense that they aren't capitalizing on player on their own community. Like the biggest websites on the internet, Altai, and you know this obviously, are all web 2.0 platforms like Facebook where all the content is created by other users. You know, Reddit, where all the, all the submissions, like people go on Reddit to see articles, but honestly, a lot of Reddit is not about reading articles. A lot of Reddit is about reading other comments from other, other people on the content. So it kind of in- keeps all the community like in the same place, working towards making the community better. Like Reddit's own users are creating more content. W- I don't understand why gaming is not caught on to this concept when the internet figured this well, out like 10 has, years ago. It
0: has, it's just not the genre that we like. You know, Minecraft and Roblox have definitely caught on. It's just other genres but, have not.
1: But that—that's it, Alpha. We, we haven't really seen it anywhere else besides Minecraft and uh, and and Roblox. We've seen it in CS:GO and, and Dota 2 only to the degree that the, some of the skins are player made. We haven't really seen any other games. Like, if I saw more, ge- like, if Blizzard releases a game where player made content like is a core feature, it'd be awesome too. I mean, we we haven't seen it anywhere else besides Roblox and Minecraft. We're seeing it now with the Workshop in in Overwatch. And 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 that's it. That's all we have.
0: Well, we'll see if they if they need to change. I I'm a little more pessimistic than you. I don't think uh, we'll get this kind of game in this MMORPG genre. Mm-hmm. New World might be it. I mean, I know they're trying to blend, like you said, the whole survival, mm-hmm. and, and we'll see how far they can push that.
1: And so I mentioned about you know as long as WoW is still up and running, population and moles will just flock to uh, you know, those handful of games. But I, I think I don't think WoW is the peak of MMORPGs. I, I hope not, at least. I, I do hope that we can get something bigger and better than World of Warcraft, and I think it's possible. I, I think people that say wow was you know the, the the end all be all, like the biggest, most popular margin we'll ever see. I don't know. I, I think they're a bit pessimistic, and I've been pretty pessimistic myself. But I think a game that does the, these features that we talk about, I, I think it really could do wonders for it. I mean, I don't know. I, I, that's what I'm most excited for in the RPG space, or really in gaming as a whole. Honestly, I, I would just play. Like if, if Blizzard just made a game that was just like make your own game, like kind of like, if Blizzard made a Roblox alternative, right? But a little more serious, maybe not aimed at nine-year-olds, aimed at adults and whatnot. I really think it'll do well, you know, whether it's through the, the Overwatch engine where it's just that. You can't slap it onto your game. That's the thing too. Like if you slap it onto your game, you get the, the, the extent of what you can make is like the Overwatch workshop. That's it. Or the CSGO skins. You can't. That, that That's the best you're going to get. The actual gameplay stuff has to be designed from the get-go for this mechanism. One day,
0: one day, one day.
1: That's my dream. That's the that's the MMOs.com dream, boys.
0: Well, keep dreaming.
1: Yeah, I got, we did uh... get a teaser for uh for a new world.
0: Oh yeah, well on a new teaser.
1: Uh yeah, we came out just I think y- yesterday or today. Take a look. Let's see. It's a whole it's a whole lot of nothing, although. It's a yeah. whole lot of nothing. Is it these? Look tweets? at those. Yes, just look at it. It's basically there's these three weather effects on this tree. Oh my God. Guys, the game is right around the corner. We see three weather effects on this tree for New World.
0: Amazing. I can't wait to use a hatchet on this and get 12 pieces of wood. That's what I'm excited yeah. for. I,
1: I, I like this concept for New World. Uh, I've always liked that concept, uh, just like I like the concept for uh, the, that medieval uh, choose your own game. But the problem is the complexity is the problem. And I I should have played a bit of New World as well. I, I, I don't think they, they've solved the complexity problem. Honestly, you cannot be more complex than Rust. The crafting and gathering have to be even easier than Rust to have any kind of mainstream appeal. Otherwise, it will just be niche.
0: Apparently, there's some kind of coded countdown in these trees. So look, two. I guess this one was a three? Okay, yeah. So mm. every day they've been tweeting a tree with a Roman numeral on it. So mm. five, four, three, two. So in two more days, uh, there's gonna be an announcement. And it that happens to
1: coincide with the game, yeah, Game Awards. So that something's gonna happen. Uh, Dark I don't think I don't think I'm particularly excited for. It. I like the concept a lot, but I I just know the execution is not not gonna work. Like I love the concept of a a game like New World. Okay, like, on paper it sounded great, and but I'm um, in practice it's gonna be comp it's gonna be convoluted and complex. Because one of my favorite like style of games is still Rust. I love Rust and an MMO that's built on this like open world crafting, building your own towns and cities. It, it sounds amazing. It just it just I have a feeling it's gonna be way too complex, It'll end up being like Worm Online and be unplayable. Yeah, way too many. Pro- the concept is great. It just, I, I just don't think it's gonna work. I'm, I'm, rooting for them. I mean, Amazon is pouring money into game, de- game development. So,
0: well, let's let's take in a brief detour back to the mobile MMORPG lane mm-hmm. because there's a lot of, a lot of games coming out in that lane. So another, another oldie coming to mobile. Dragon Raja. Have you guys remember this one?
1: Is it is that is that the same Dragon Raja as like that 2D isometric game we yeah. played like literally 10 years ago? No way. Is it based on the same
0: universe? Uh, it's vaguely, I guess. I mean, it looks a lot better. I got I got to tell you, it looks it looks it looks. This is one of the more impressive uh, mobile mm-hmm. trailers I've seen. Now, again, I yeah. doubt this has anything to do with the game, honestly.
1: Whoa, Altai! It says in the video it's based on in-game, no, it's based on gameplay, Altai. Right? You try telling me the video lying. Tell me the gameplay. You tell me the video is lying.
0: But it kind of looks like this, like, you know, living in this Asian city vibe, mm-hmm. like a modern-ish setting.
1: It looks really pretty. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's published by Z Long. Long, which sounds kind of silly, but they're the company that makes, uh, the company that makes World of Kings, which is a surprisingly decent game. I, 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 I like this trailer. I think the game looks okay. And my, my only hesitation is it's, uh, it is a Chinese MRPG. So it kind of makes me think, uh, and you know, the Dragonstorm game I showed you earlier is going to be somewhat like that. But this looks clearly like they're doing more, that they're building some kind of world. You know, it's not, it it looks like a, like a persistent world. It looks like some social elements to the game besides just grinding. And honestly, because it's by the World of Kings people, I'm actually a little more, you know, more optimistic as well. I mean, I, say what you will, you know, World of Kings with its pay-to-win elements, I, I thought it was a pretty fun game. It's actually one of the better Chinese mobile and more games I've played. And no, they're not paying me. I wish they were, but they're not.
0: Yeah, looks good. I'll, I'll give it a try when it comes out.
1: Yeah, and, and we talk, We were talking in the, in the pre-game as well. I mean, we both downloaded uh, We both downloaded Black Desert Mobile, which is launching, uh, I think, tomorrow, uh, officially here in the West. And I'm excited to try it, too. I mean, I played the Korean version. I kind of know what to expect, but I'm going to give it a try anyway because it's, it is Pearl Abyss.
0: So there you have it. That's a mobile MMP genre coming in hot, new games being announced every day.
1: It really feels like it's, like, 2010 again for, like, MMORPGs. But instead of free-to-play PC MMORPGs... It's mobile games. There are just so many mobile games coming out every single like every single week now. It's hard to keep up with them. There's literally a new one coming out all the time. And while most of them are like very generic, there are some like pretty looking ones like Black like, Desert Mobile, like Dragon Raja. So there are some gems coming out of there that could be good. I'm not saying they're gonna be good, but they could be good. Whereas like a lot of them you can just kind of write off as like nonsense and, and bad. What about Secret World? Uh the game's still going, uh Cyril Green.
0: Yeah, you know, Tencent took a stake in uh, Secret World publisher, developer, Funcom. Funcom, yeah.
1: That came as a surprise to me. I mean, I, I, Funcom, they, they've been publicly listed in, in Norway, I think, for, for quite some time. But, like, they really haven't had any big hits. I think maybe uh, the biggest hit was Conan, uh, Conan Legends recently. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of their old games have been basically just kind of dead old games for a while. I mean, Anarchy Online is old, but it's still running. I guess it's still kind of a, 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 a small moneymaker for Funcom, but... I don't know. The, the whole Conan universe hasn't been too appealing to me. I did play Conan Exiles with you. I called it Conan Legends earlier, but I played played Conan Exiles. I thought it was pretty fun, but honestly, I'd rather just play Rust. Dude, yep. Dark Venom mentioned Shea. Do you remember Shea?
0: I do. Dude,
1: that game... Shea was like one of the first... One of the early free-to-play RPGs here in the West, all right? Both Shea and Last Chaos through area games. I got some memories, boys. I remember in that game, you can make a hardcore character, all right? and as a hardcore character every time you leveled up you got more skill points which is kind of cool like you don't see that like like, even the idea of a hardcore character i think is really cool i mean the only games we've seen is path of exile and diablo right and that's it so in share back in the day you can make a hardcore character and you gain more skill points per level up and more like stat points if I remember correctly which is such a cool way to kind of reward yourself being hardcore but if you died guys you died you were dead forever which is really cool but no game experiments and stuff like that anymore either like wouldn't that be awesome in World of Warcraft to have a hardcore character? Where you just literally have more stats than other players. Like every time you level up, you just have more stats than anybody else. But if you die, boys, you're dead forever. Like it'd be, could be cool. And I feel like it, would, it wouldn't take anything away from the game if they had stuff like that. Like somebody playing a hardcore character wouldn't like skew the balance of the game. Would make the content really any easier. Because again, if that player dies in a raid when they're trying the world first content, like good luck. You know, you're gonna die in one shot mechanics anyway. Like you gotta hand it to Shea for at least trying shit like that back in the day. Like it feels like no one is ambitious anymore. That's my biggest gripe with MRPGs and games today. Like, we're, we're spoon-fed the same old, old formula again and again. And if you just play with the formula a little bit, it could st- you could still squeeze some life out of these games and make it more interesting. I, I would make a hardcore character in Final Fantasy XIV or World of Warcraft today if they had it, just for that one that small benefit. I, I would I wouldn't like risk doing any hard content. I would just play super safe. But it'd be cool to have a character like that.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. I think the reason we're not getting that is the cult of balance. Balance, I think. Has really narrowed the um, the gameplay elements, gameplay risks that uh, these developers take. If anything is overpowered or underpowered, it immediately gets the ire of people, and I just don't want to deal with that that headache. Uh, RuneScape does have it with the
1: Iron Man mode, right? But do you actually get any like bonus stats for playing Iron Man,
0: or is it just a straight up handicap?
1: Yeah, it, it, that's the thing too. Like, it should give you a benefit, but not enough to really ruin anything. I mean, let's it, see. Uh... Nope, just nerd pride. There you go. I, yeah. I, I figured it was that too. Which it's still cool if they have it, right? For the people that want to try hard. But why not? Like the way Shia did it, you just got more skill points per level, which is kind of cool. But the the weird part about the Shia system is it didn't really, it wasn't really fair because the game's cash up. The, the, with the game's cash up, you could pay for an instant revive. So if you're playing a hardcore character in Shia and you die, you just pay money. You know, nice. you don't actually lose your character. But obviously, you have to pay money to do that, which is totally breaks the whole point of having a hardcore character like that. But Wait. the content is really cool.
0: Do you remember the original one of the original um, gameplay elements that Chronicles of Valeria was kind of like boosting about? Boosting about yeah, Asian die or something. You yeah, Asian way- die, and the way you pay for the game is through uh, you know, you, you become a spirit and you got to buy another body or something. And that was like it's the- a cool concept. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But again, that game's never going to come out, so I can't really get too excited for that. But it just it really feels like the the, the core like uh, formula for more RPGs. Not only have they stayed still, we've seen nothing to really shake it up. And like, you don't have to go full blown crazy. Like, you can change the existing games and the designs without like remaking the whole game. Like, the whole idea of the, the player created content. Like, I, I get that's a stretch. Like, right? I, I get that we're not going to get an M R P G built on player created content for some time. And you got to kind of redesign the whole experience for that for that to work, right? But the idea of adding a hardcore character, it can be slapped into any M R P G today at, like, minimal expense. Literally copy-paste the, the, the character, but you get more stat points as you, develop, but you die, you die forever. Like, it's one more way to play the game. Maybe it can only be unlocked when you have a max level character, so, like, new players aren't, like, are, don't, like, roll that character by accident. It's so, like, you lose, like, what do you lose, Altai, if 514 added that, that feature? It well, seems like it wouldn't take anything away.
0: I don't lose anything, but I can see that some people are going to whine that now somebody at the what? same level as them are, is doing more damage, you know. Yeah, has... But they die, they die forever. I I get that, but people I, I just think the reason we're not seeing this is because people just bitch about balance too much. Do the players really care that much about balance? I I I mean they must because that's where you know the, the cues are coming from for the developers.
1: Maybe. But it it does seem like like People can go, uh, You don't have to add any new skills. Just imagine Final Fantasy 14, where you just literally have more primary stat. Every level, you get a bit more primary stat. So at max level, you might have like 100 more primary stat or like 200 more primary stat. It's such a small amount. It's like two pieces of gear or like one piece of gear difference. And that's it. And I, I would do it. I would have a character I would have just like, I would literally never risk anything. I would just sit in my house or hit training dummies and level up very carefully and never do any raids, right? It would just be fun to have. Maybe maybe they're more concerned about blowback that like if you die to like disconnect, you might get mad or something, right? Oh yeah. But but I feel like they can they can give you all those disclaimers, like, you know, like heads up, you know, you might die to like disconnects or like even ser- emerges emergency server maintenance and there is no going back. This is a part of the experience of playing a hardcore character, you know. If they if they if you tell you that on, on the character creation screen and you know that going into it, and you can only do that after you get a max level character, I feel like every game can only benefit by this. Just having another time sync. Like MRPGs need to have reasons to keep you coming back, and this would be one reason to keep me coming back to Final Fantasy 14 practically any other game I'm addicted to at the time. Yeah, maybe it's just a remote thing. I, don't, I, don't, I feel like you're not nearly as excited for this well, as I am, I'll die.
0: I will say, I think I, I, I'm not excited for delete character thing Because like you said, I think lag and disconnect is just too common. But I think that's why I think Path of Exile has found the perfect balance. So you, mm-hmm. you can either make a hardcore character or a, a regular character. If you make a hardcore character, you're in a separate like server, like a league, but with other mm-hmm. hardcore players only. Then if you die once, you, your character, and everything you have on you Gets demoted to this to the regular server, so in this way, if all the hardcore people are in a separate like you know instance basically a separate realm, and you can just get bumped down, and once you bumped down, there's no way back up. You gotta make a new character, so you kind of get the best of both worlds. You you know you you playing with hardcore people, you have a hardcore character. If you die once, you're out of that world. You cannot interact with those people again, mm. but you keep your character.
1: I guess you could do that with this concept too. Like imagine. In- this character become a normal character after that. Exactly. You, know, you so lose your stats. stats. You lose your extra stats. Yeah. That. That. that yeah. Then I.
0: Then I would do it because I have nothing to lose. If I. If I get disconnected mm-hmm. or something, I'm not going to you know waste 100 hours of my life.
1: That's true. That that that's a good middle ground. But yeah, it, it just it just it, it hurts my soul that you know I, I love these games, but just no one's trying anything different. We're really getting the same like basic gameplay stuff over and over again. Like little things that really wouldn't like take much resources to develop to keep things interesting. It it just never. I don't know me me i i'm just i'm just a whiny i'm a whiny dude i don't know i just want to see a little bit more Some a little more ambition with these games in game design a little more a little more excitement all right and, and we've seen it in shea of all games of all that we did generic korean games shea did this you know but shea was a wholly generic game right but this one i thought was really cool actually
0: well we'll keep waiting
1: we'll keep waiting
0: speaking of ambitious i want to talk about this before we forget the league of legends and Louis Vuitton uh, mashup. What do they call it? Crossover, crossover. not crossover. It's
1: cooperation, cooperation, cooperation,
0: cooperation. So, the actual IRL clothing is out now. So, if you Ooh. want to buy a League of Legends themed uh, Louis Vuitton items, you can do that. And obviously, it's Louis Vuitton, so they're very expensive. This jacket, for example, that this lady's wearing, cost you five thousand dollars. Over five five thousand six hundred dollars for this biker wow.
1: jacket. Wow. Check that shit out, all right. You get that shit, you gonna look dope, all right. Get IRL cosmetics, boys.
0: Here we go. Let's let do some shopping, boys. All right. Let's go. Let's go to Louis Vuitton.com. Let's let's take a look. Put it all. Add it all to the cart. It's not even loading. All right, here we go. Here we go. So this one is two thousand dollars for this. It doesn't. Even, I don't know. What do you guys think? All right. Let's, let's let's see this guy's look. Wouldn't you want to walk down the street looking like looking this? like that asshole? Pass. He looks like a total. How does this bag. even look like League? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing the League of Legends on here at all. Like, I'm not seeing it. What is this? I don't how know. is this a? How is this League of Legends related?
0: But okay, I love this part. Complete the look. So, for an additional one thousand eight hundred ninety dollars, you can get this uh, this bag here. Isn't it exciting?
1: Very exciting. I I don't even see how this relates to League of Legends. It, it's but just what like about they, this bag? They got blue paint and
0: white paint splattered on the regular. LV stuff.
1: There's literally nothing about League of Legends on here. Like, are those... I, I don't get... I, somebody who actually knows what this is, please enlighten me, because I've played League for, like, a long time, and I, I don't see any League inspiration on here at all. It's on point League player <laughs> Capri. Pride. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, they, yeah, maybe they go for a Capri Pride look with the with the rainbow colors on there. That's, it doesn't make any sense. I think they have a couple of shirts with, like, the characters on them, which is, like, obviously League-related, but beyond that, I, I'm, I'm not seeing it.
0: Yeah, you gotta respect uh Louis Vuitton for really, you know, charging up the ass for this stuff. Like, look at this. A key holder. This is a key... A Louis Vuitton key holder with a new hero coming out, I guess. And this is at how-
1: least you can see what it is, then. You can at least see the character it's from League. It's $515. Like, there. $15. Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a, seems like a giant ripoff for Remo. I, like, I'm, I am not... Not only, like, obviously, I'm not rich enough to buy this, but, like, if I had a billion dollars or billions of dollars, I, I don't think I would buy this. I really don't think I would spend... I don't see any appeal of spending five hundred dollars for a bag charm. Is it key to, is, what is a bag charm?
0: Well, look here's a picture. You can put on your bag, and then it it's becomes a charming bag.
1: I, I didn't even know this was like an accessory. This, I, I didn't know bag charms were things you could like add. Okay, so it's, so you literally clip it on to the to the handle of your bag. I I learned today this was the thing. I even know this was a concept. Very strange. Very strange indeed. The skins are out for some of the characters too, or they were limited edition skins that came out, I think, uh, after the Worlds, and they're adding some more uh, more Louis Vuitton skins in the game in uh, early 2020, apparently, for the, for the new character they're adding, adding a new Louis Vuitton skin for that too. But the prices, I, I didn't see any of the prices that were like too crazy in-game. So the actual virtual items are not crazy expensive.
0: This is this which has is, to be the ugliest shoe I've seen in my life. So they're charging $1,140 for this shoe. What are your thoughts, guys?
1: Very ugly. Like, if they gave me this shoe for free, I wouldn't wear it. I- honestly, I I don't know. I I would wear this for free. Like, it seems like
0: are-, are these people operating like a completely different like? Oh, older I- we are. I just remembered something. This is not what? for us. This is for China, and China's gonna buy this shit because they love this whole like what? street hip weird look, but they don't really get it, so they just buy like this weird stuff. I I just don't get, like, whose mind thinks this looks, like, okay? China. It it looks embarrassed. A a Chinese mind.
1: This stuff actually looks like cheap, like, costumes you buy at Party City after Halloween. The shit that nobody else bought. It looks strange. It looks weird. It looks so odd. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm just being a boomer. I don't know. Not doing it for Remo. Not doing it for me. The t-shirt is fine. The the most normal-looking thing here is that t-shirt and those pants, those leggings. Those look fine. I'm not. sure, this, this top looks weird, but the, the the pants look fine in this outfit, and the t- the T-shirt with the character looks fine. That's it. Those are the only two things on here that like you could wear, and I think you look normal.
0: Nice. Well, there it is, guys. Now there is a skin coming out uh, with the new character. I think uh, what next month or something.
1: Yeah, uh, early 2020 for the new with when the new character comes out.
0: So stock up now, okay. Be sure to stock up now and then go south to China. <laughs>
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought this collaboration would be more like in-game items, in-game skins. We've seen a couple, but not too many. And the in-game stuff, I thought would be kind of cool if they did a good job with it. And there are some there are some pictures of the skins coming in-game. You can see the Louis Vuitton logo on the new character, which is, again, a bit strange, but I could see people buying that more so than the real... I, I, the whole, I thought the whole point of the collab would be more in-game items rather than real-life items. No,
0: okay, okay. I, I, want, I want to have a quick talk about this. So w- imagine there's an in-game version of I don't know, like this bag. You can not have a little bag for your character, mm-hmm. and it costs like two thousand dollars. Yeah, would you would you be as harsh on that as you are on the IRL version?
1: Ah, uh, y- yes, two thousand dollars again. I-, I-, I would view it as a waste of money, but I think if you wanted to spend, if somebody had a lot of money, and they wanted to spend it. God bless them; they can spend two thousand dollars on whatever the hell they want. You know, would they buy the bag or the in-game bag? Doesn't change my opinion of them. I have the same opinion of somebody who spent $2,000 on an in game bag or $2,000 on an IRL bag. There's no distinction for me.
0: Okay, so that's the difference. I think, okay, as stupid as they both are, at least with this bag, you literally get something in the real world. First of all, it retains its value a little bit. You can sell it for like, you know, a, quarter, a half or a quarter um, online, or you can actually put things in it and carry it with you. And then, so now there's a utility function there. Or maybe yeah, but you, I, I you can, can put, put things in a plastic fire. bag too if I want. Yes. Uh, and, and, and and I agree. A single plastic bag has more value to me than all the skins in League. That's
1: bullshit. Hold on. You'd rather have a single plastic bag than.
0: If I cannot all the, resell the, the account, if I cannot sell the account, yeah. Then, yeah, then you gotta
1: yes. resell the account. What no, bullshit? Even,
0: what what? About a game you
1: play? Let's say like Dota 2. Would you rather have all the skins unlocked in Dota 2? Remember, Dota 2 no, you, can you sell the skins. No, no. Let's say you can. add are debound to your account or a single plastic bag. Uh,
0: I'll get the plastic bag.
1: Why are you lying to me, bro? You how much? You have you bought any skins in, in Dota Two? Have you spent even a penny on it? I have. Yeah, you of course you have. I've made money on a Dota Two cosmetics. Oh my! I'm not buying this bullshit off that. You 100. I'd rather have. I bought all the bought, skins but in a lot. I've made
0: money on it. Uh, no, I have buy it. Have you
1: ever bought something for yourself to wear in game? No, I don't think so. I, I don't believe you though when you say you'd rather have a single plastic bag, which to you has a value of like one tenth of a penny, versus an. I whatever. Yeah, you can also you play Dota too. You have thousands of hours in Dota too. You, you can choose different characters. And, different wh- skins and what does, does
0: using the, what do, what are these in Dota 2, You get all the characters to begin with. So what yeah. would what would making my guy wear a Santa hat do for me?
1: What. W- you buy clothes IRL Altai. You know, you bought well, like good. brand name boots. As long
0: as as long as I know I can't walk around naked right now so I got to buy well, you, you you
1: you buy brand name boots. Your, your brand name boots.
0: boots. You can buy that. You can buy some knockoff Chinese not like $100 oh, Okay, want- there you go. $100 boots. I, Why don't you buy $5 boots? Because the $5 boots is not going to be waterproof. I don't I, I don't have the uh I don't nah, know if it's going to work.
1: You could, you could have bought like $40 boots that were waterproof. You were you know, you know could have saved money there too. You I, bought the brand because you brand. trusted it. It was I, nice.
0: Exactly. I trusted it. I, I didn't want to do the homework to save that $6. You know what I'm saying? Like If there was an identical product without the brand name, and, and I knew it was identical, I would buy the mm-hmm. non-brand name.
1: Uh, I, I still find it hard to believe that you would rather have a single plastic bag than all the skins in the game you regularly play. I think for me, the choice is obvious. E- even though I've only spent like 40 bucks on League of Legends since the game came out, and I've been playing it for like, I don't know, God knows how many years, like over six years. I'm playing since beta, actually. I got that UFO Corky skin, but I spent like 40 bucks on the game. But like to me, the skins have value. Like, like not a lot of value that some people would have, but I, I would much rather have like an account with all the skins on it than like maybe like 250 bucks even. But to me, I, some people probably pay way more than 250 for an account with all the skins unlocked. But to me, that, I, that that's a minimum. I, I pay at least 250 for an account with all the skins on it. I do not have Pax TF, uh, Loey Nine. I got, I got, I got a lot of. I, I only spent 40 bucks on my entire league account. it has got a lot of old skins from uh that UFO Quirky, yo. Know? Well, I'm not buying your I'm not buying so your position off.
0: Alright, so I let's take a bet. Do we do you think this Louis Vuitton line will sell well?
1: Uh they did they did the collab with Final Fantasy uh thirteen with Lightning, so I mean they have some experience with it. I I I don't know. I I think I think they're really ugly, honestly, but I don't know. My sense of fashion. Should not be the should not be judging over here because I wear literally the same like I, I wear I have like 20 of these gray shirts that you're seeing me wear on stream right now I wear this in jeans every day that's that's the Remo wardrobe it's literally like 20 gray shirts or black shirts they are usually gray or black and, and that's it so I I am the worst person to to approach for for fact these are forever 21 five dollar or just the basic shirts from forever 21 or, or zara there you go uh, Schlonky says he bought cheap sneakers for 10 bucks
0: Look, I agree that the quality is all that matters. But the problem is, as someone who doesn't know anything about clothes or shoes, I don't know which of the off-brands is, is a functional product. So I just went with one pair in my life so I could go into the water or the snow and not get my feet wet.
1: Sure. I, I, I know. It still seems pretty unbelievable that you'd rather – you'd value something that, at a penny more than – I'm trying to think. What other games do you, do you play a lot of? In, in almost any game i play a lot of I, I i still would value the cosmetics more than i value like if i'm XIV, 14 I, I mean i, I clearly valued the emotes in that game like uh I, I spent like maybe five 10 bucks in the cash shop there too but like i would much rather have all the all the special emotes unlocked than 20 bucks to 30 bucks so i don't know i, I guess we we're a bit different on this front
0: oh so lo- <laughs> you guys are missing the point the price is obnoxious but they look like craft honestly they do look hmm. they this was such a lazy um design by Louis Vuitton. All they did was take their existing product, right? And all mm-hmm. they did was put this like these streaks of black, white, and blue paint. Right? Like it it doesn't yeah. look good. Like I feel like they could have done so much more with this.
1: It's just some really shitty camo. Yeah. Like that's
0: the I don't part get of, it. Man, either. It's a really bad quality. Uh I don't know. I don't see
1: it either. I, I don't see the appeal whatsoever. They look ugly. They look they look too much.
0: It looks like you took a regular pair and just ruined it. You know, like a regular <laughs> a regular Louis Vuitton bag and you just spilled paint on it.
1: Yeah. Pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh they did try doing it with uh, Final 14 stuff 13 stuff That was a few that was a couple years ago though now. I'm sure their non league stuff might look a little better, but I don't know. I, I I've never actually like I don't think I've ever stepped inside of a Louis Vuitton before. I, I see plenty of Louis Vuitton live in Las Vegas and when all and I walk through the you know the, the malls and the casinos here every casino is like two Louis Vuitton so like, they're literally everywhere but for some reason I feel uncomfortable walking into a, a Louis Vuitton or any really expensive store
0: It's I don't an invisible class barrier keeping you out
1: There is it, it really there's something how I, how I don't know feel P- like this website how do you, <laughs> you don't even know how to shop on I, there all I, I can't even up. I
0: want to see product <laughs> All right here we Pre-
1: go Premium fashion weird champ
0: So this is four thousand dollars. This is fifteen hundred.
1: What a deal! I right, sort by most expensive, Altai. Let's see the good shit. Filter, stop right. Filters, right, top right. right.
0: Filters.
1: Let's discover the collection from. All right, there's only forty four items there.
0: You can't. You can't sort by. You can't sort by product price.
1: Oh man, so what's even the point, Altai? All right, ma- okay, I okay. I found the
0: real uglier shoes. You know, we thought the other pair was ugly. I think I found an uglier pair. All right, let's see it. Here we go. Have you seen a shoe this ugly?
1: It looks like it looks like a sock. That's like glued to a sneaker sole. Yes. But like it's kinda it's kinda held upright somehow. This auction house sucks. I like it derpy. Find a cheaper <laughs> realm. <laughs> Very strange. Very ugly, IMO. But somebody's buying it. Market has spoken, Altai. The market has spoken. Alright. If there's a market for it, must be great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm hmm. Alright, let's get out of there. Let's talk about a game. I think we're both excited for. I think we mentioned it last week as well, but we finally have a we have an official release date coming out for the early access for Temtem. This is easily easily the game I'm most excited for besides Lost Ark, and honestly, I'm actually more excited for this than Lost Ark at this point because this is basically the Pokemon MO that we've kind of been uh, looking forward to for a while. Look at this bad boy! It's coming out on January 21st, so I will be picking the game up. It will be buy to play at launch, and it should be launching in early access with uh, a 20 hour campaign. Uh, co-op elements working and 76 times to catch. So this looks like an actual an actual Pokemon MMO that looks pretty legit.
0: So I'm a little surprised by the number 76. I figured they'd at least just go for 150 to literally copy Pokemon.
1: I mean clearly they're worried about balance and stuff too and they did say um, key features coming soon if you scroll down. They're going to be adding up to 161 plus more Tem-tems. Oh. So what they have obviously now is a pretty uh, early version of the game. You know, they are it an early access. And 76 is not terrible, but I agree with you. They do they should have, like, a lot more. You know, the whole premise of Pokemon that makes it really cool you've got to catch them all. You know, there are some really rare ones and whatnot. But I imagine stuff like Balance is what kept them from adding a shit ton at the beginning. Because this is supposed to be an MMO. You know, PvP battles are a pretty core part of the game. Now, there will be ranked battles at start, but there will be PvP battles available right from the get-go. And they're adding uh, pick-and-ban ranked PvP when they add more times to the game uh, uh, later in the future. So I think the only reason they don't have more is Balance.
0: I, I think this game I, I really hope this game does well and I, even if it doesn't I think it will it be good for everyone because Nintendo needs a kick in the butt when it comes to Pokemon I mean they're mm-hmm. just getting they're getting lazier and lazier with each generation so if they have some kind of competition I think they can you know really realize that you know they should they got to protect their billion dollar franchise they can't just shell <laughs> out you know schlock every year and have people buy it over and over again
1: Somebody me how big are the islands? I mean, uh, I don't know how big the islands are in the game, but we've had a couple of uh, viewers in our previous podcast talk about them playing the game's uh, closed beta, and I've heard good things from, anyone, from the few people I know that did play this game. have heard really good things. Uh, there's some videos of some uh, alpha footage, uh, you know, closed beta footage, of people just really, you know, hyped for the game. So I- I'm optimistic on this one. I- I'm really optimistic for. it. I guess it's being published by Humble Bundle, but I think there's there's a Steam page for the game as well, and I'll be buying it. You know, uh, I actually asked for a free copy. You know, cross my fingers if I get a free copy, I'd be awesome. If not, I-, I will end up buying it regardless. It's a game I am personally most excited for, and it's a game that's actually happening. You know, the, they had a Kickstarter I think in May of 2018, but by then the game was probably almost done as well. So it's it was Kickstarter funded, but they're actually delivering. You know, I knew from the get go they were they were going to deliver because when they what they showed in the Kickstarter was actual gameplay available right then and there, something you don't see in a lot of you know Kickstarter games. So this is the game I'm most excited for in 2020, and I can't wait to play it. Yep, agreed. No word on Lost Ark yet, boys. No word on Lost Ark yet. Just that from last week we mentioned that they got the, they hired one guy to like speaks English as a project manager. So I'm I'm expecting that to come out in 2020 as well. But this is this is the one, boys. Temtem, don't let us down. I'm I'm actually blown away that we haven't had a Pokemon clone like this on the PC since now, no, since Temtem.
0: I'm also amazed how soon it's coming. You know, a little mm-hmm. over you know basically five weeks, and we we got Temtem.
1: Even with uh, we talked about uh the Kart Rider game, like with how popular Mario Kart is, why on earth did it take this long for, to get a, a Mario Kart clone for the PC? Like, I, I don't get it. Like we've seen so many knockoff games for like every platform and every kind of game. But like with Pokemon as popular as it is, no real studio developed a proper Pokemon clone on the PC. And there are fan-made games, by the way, that are immensely popular. Like there are some pirated Pokemon MMOs, like some like bootleg Pokemon MMOs on the PC browser today that are crazy popular. And this is, you know, made by an indie team. This is made by a real studio. So I think it'll do better, tempt them. But with how popular Pokemon, Mario Kart, even Mario Party, why aren't there any real games that just copy these games on the PC? Like, you copy a successful game like that, and there's no other competition, and it's maybe free to play alternative or, or a lower price alternative on the PC, it'll make lots of money. So it blows my mind that we don't have more like Pokemon clones, more Mario Kart clones, more uh, Mario Party clones. There's that one really awful Mario Party clone. It's called like something Party. I forgot what it's called. I actually bought it on Steam. It's garbage. Don't play it. It's unplayably bad. And that's it. I forgot what it's called though. The name escapes me. I do have it on Steam though.
0: you didn't return it?
1: Oh no, I didn't return it. Oh, it was good. it was it was really bad. Uh, I, I played two rounds of it and it was it was there's like there's like eight mini, there's like very few mini games and it's just bad. Yeah, why do I don't get it? There's so many more WoW clones too. Like copying WoW is a lot harder to succeed, right? Because there are so many WoW clones. Copying Mario Kart, you have no competition. Copying Mario Party, guess what, guys? There's no real co- competition. In fact, that one Mario Party clone game, which is, I, I said was really bad earlier, it sold a lot of copies. It's, it's a financial success for the indie team that made it. And this Temtem game, like, I am I, I, am confident Temtem will be a financial success. I am very confident it will be a financial success. Even if the game sucks ass, the fact that it's a Pokemon clone and how many people love Pokemon and what they're promising and, and most style game with Pokemon, that alone will get people in the door. I mean, they might hate the game later, but it's going to be a financial success because of its genre. It's just bizarre to me that we don't see more uh, more clones of games that are really popular and there's no competition for.
0: Yeah, China, come on. Get with it, you know. I want a Chinese clone of uh, Pokemon. I want a Chinese clone of Mario Party, Mario Kart.
1: It's strange. strange that we're not seeing uh, more clones for these games. Did you hear about...
0: The Humble Bundle changed to the Humble... Uh choice bundle
1: i heard about it but i didn't really read i'm still subscribed to humble month out there what change anything, anything change well
0: a little change for new people but for you you're, you're grandfathered in so basically there's like 10 games a month now you get them mm-hmm. all but everyone else has to pick from those 10 like a, depending on how much they're paying a month
1: oh interesting
0: yeah so you so basically for your price you're getting all 10 games the next mm-hmm. best is you get nine games but it costs 20 dollars a month which, which is less wow than, which is less than you're paying already
1: okay. yeah I want to buy my Humble Bundle account, alright? I'm, I'm gonna sell for double what I'm paying for. Yeah, get my money back. You got,
0: you got a grandfathered account, alright?
1: <laughs> that's good shit. I still have so many games my home bundle, which I never actually redeemed. So I did get a... I do like Humble Bundle because I, I get all these games every month. I, I got a copy of, of Slay the Spire. I already had the game, but I, I did gift it to a friend. And that's a game I really love. I think Slay the Spire is, is one of my favorite like games that released in the last few years. And they're actually making a mobile version finally. They officially announced a mobile version is in the works for Slay the Spire, so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it on mobile as well. Only because I play the game on the PC so much. And that's a game that would work really well on mobile. So I do like the the surprise of getting games every month, even though most of the games I don't end up playing. Uh, Nintendo is very slow, Amex. I don't know. Nintendo is very, very baka when it comes to like adapting. Right? It took them a while to get on the mobile game bandwagon. And even now with mobile games, Nintendo doesn't actually like make their own mobile games. They, they just partner with other studios to make them, which is shameful for a $30, 40000000000 billion company like Nintendo. Yeah, it's just weird. How are they incapable of making their own mobile games? You know, usually when I, if you want to part to make a game, you're a smaller studio. that You know, the developers do it yourself. That makes sense. But Nintendo's like a huge company. Why can't they have their own team of mobile game designers and developers? That are making their own games.
0: I know, Very clue. Very strange. Know, no clue. Especially okay, you know, another... the funny part of that mm-hmm. is too: the Switch mm-hmm. uses an ARM CPU, ARM-based CPU. Mm-hmm. So they're literally coding or whatever in for the same you know instruction set that they would need for iOS and Android. So it's, yeah. it's not like they're, you know, they're using their own weird chip. They just don't know how to do it for, uh, you know, ARM chips. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get it.
1: And yeah, Nintendo's a little, little bit baka with that, but they've been, uh, their stock prices, I think, are near an all-time high. So they've been doing really well because the Switch is launching in China. I think Nintendo's uh, popular. The Switch also kind of keep surprising everyone, you know? It's selling really well. Though so for me, the only games I'm really, the games I play the most on Switch are still Smash uh, Ultimate. So that's really the only, that's like the game I bought the Switch for. And so far, the only game I got real value for on my Switch.
0: I think that's all I've played. Nintendo's really smart not to discount their games, so they know they have a few like big, well-known games like Smash, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. whatever. And they don't, you know, they don't go for sale for like five dollars like these other games. Mm-hmm. So even today, like you know, like Switch launch games, the first-party games are like near full price.
1: Mm-hmm. That's always been the case, though. Even like the yep. old, uh, mm-hmm. they always hold their value compared to other games. You can always you know resell them on eBay for like a decent chunk. Uh, back, back to some more PG news. Uh, Capcom apparently shut down Dragon's Dogma Online. I feel like we knew this was coming for a while, but I feel a lot of, a lot of you know it was it was on Reddit earlier today, and I feel the news sites covered it today. But this was officially announced, I think, uh, like a year ago. So yeah, a year ago they announced in July that Dragon's Dogma Online is shutting down. So it's finally happening now. Game is going to be done, though, as of uh, you know, already shut down December fifth was, was a day. Only right, never really made it here. Yeah, never even made it to the west. It's weird because like it just seems so strange that we have you know we have games like Dragon's Dogma Online which is Japan only with with the internet and how everyone's like connected online. Why limit yourself to one market? I, I don't get it. Like they put IP blocks in place, they make it difficult to register. Like it, even the entire game's client is in like Google translated English. That's fine. Like, why don't they let the whole world play it? It, it just I, I don't get that. Like they own the game, Capcom owns the IP, and they made the MMO. Why restrict yourself to one market? Doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, true, true.
1: Like. Even if it's a really shitty English UI that's Google translated, pe- some people would play it. Like, why limit yourself on your player base? It was underwhelming and non-EDM, but it's just weird to see games IP lock themselves and kind of handicap themselves. You know, like they won't even try to license this game in the West. So, if they could publish it themselves, might as well keep it going everywhere.
0: Yeah, the weird thing is, like you said, it, it's it's literally the same company that owns it and mm-hmm. running it. So with Monster Hunter Online being China only, that makes sense because Tencent does not own Monster Hunter; there mm-hmm. was a license. And they licensed it just for China. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. But the fact that they owned, Capcom owned the game and they ran the game doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm.
1: I'll tell you, did you play Eve Echoes yet?
0: No, I didn't. Is it good?
1: I did not. No, oh. I, 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 I'm going to download it now as well so I don't forget. I, I do want to play it only because it is Eve Online. I'm curious what people are saying about it. I'm going to check the the Android store. It's an, it's actually in beta, so you can't really see any reviews yet. So they call themselves an open beta, but I don't think you can actually play it. Like, yeah right away.
0: I don't think you can play it because I I, I searched for it last time. I couldn't find it. Yeah,
1: me it. too. I, I searched for it though. I remember I now. I think it's
0: out for it's Android, it. but not i iOS, maybe.
1: Yeah. Well you need you need test flight to get it on iOS, oh. which is their beta software thing. So yeah, we need not get to play yeah, and I can't see any obvious reviews online, so rip. I do want to see if people are gonna like it though. This is kind of the test if you know Nettie's can make something decent, you know? Because people are worried about Diablo Immortal, they're worried about you know all other games Nettie's is making for Blizzard. So we'll see if they do a good job with uh, with Eve Echoes. This is the company that's really good at copying games, so I, I have a little faith in NetEase. A little bit more so, if, at least if, if a Chinese game is developed by NetEase or Tencent, there's definitely more hope than some random company. Yeah, we talked about it. About Wolf, no thanks, So we should be finding out, I think, in a couple days what the it's going to be with on December twelfth. We'll find out with the Game Awards. Oh, Eve Echoes is banging. Nice. All right, Fire's got the singing, singing the praises for the game. I don't know. China's, China's doing pretty well, schlocky. I mean, Path of, Exile, Path of Exile has a lot going on for it, Felation. Quite a bit with Path of Exile 2, Path of Exile Mobile, and the new expansion coming out for it. Path of Exile's still killing it.
0: Diablo Immortal is gonna make a big chunk of money, guys, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, in China. No, I don't think it'll do well in America. I'm not optimistic on a lot of these games in America. Like, all the games that seem to work well in China just don't work in America. And honestly, it applies to Korean games as well. You know, I don't think Black Desert Mobile will do well in America. I'm I'm actually pretty confident it's gonna be a flop. Really? We've seen Lineage Two Lin- Revolution, I'll think, is it, was also a flop in America, and it continues to be one of the most popular games in South Korea and Japan. Black Desert Mobile is huge in South Korea and Japan. It's not in both markets; it's doing really well. I'm not sure about China because I I, I don't remember seeing the Chinese App Store, but it's doing really well in both Korea and and Japan. But every one of these games that like what like. Lineage Two Revolution, right? They had every advantage, right? They spent so much money on advertising that game to the point where literally everyone has seen Lineage Two Revolution. Every single person on this stream has seen maybe one of their favorite streamers play it. They paid every big streamer to play this game. It was advertised everywhere. They spent like tens of millions of dollars advertising this game, and despite that, I don't think people are not playing in the West. It's not popular at all.
0: Yeah, in the West, these hardcore, I guess, like MMORPG style games for for mobile have not taken off. It's been basically casual, turn based kind of stuff, strategy games. Candy Crush games, mm-hmm. so it and is. And spoilers, weird.
1: guys, Black Desert Mobile is going to play like Linus Two Revolution. The only real difference is it's going to it's a better character creation, and better graphics. The core concept is the same. You got the same autoplay heavy elements, and it's going to have the same pay to win elements that you saw in Linus Two Revolution.
0: I think League Mobile is going to be the game that opens up the hardcore market of mobile in, in the in the West.
1: Maybe some yes, yeah, some, one game has to do it. So I'll tell you, I'm looking at actually on uh, I'm looking at a. Uh, the US market, right, for iOS. And I'm not seeing uh Lineage Revolution even on the top five hundred. That's yeah. pretty bad, Altai. Top five, it's not even on the top five hundred after all the money they spent? That's I'm terrible. Surprised. You know what game I am seeing Altai? Fake Grand Order, baby. Every once in a while it jumps up when they release new uh, new content. But these are the most popular mobile games here in the West, highest grossing games. Uh they do uh send in Orochi. They have uh, honor of kings also known as Arena Valor, which is basically a Law mobile. But they're officially making a League of Legends mobile now, too. Yeah, I mean, Ramsey, Ram's won. Ram's Lineage Revolution is a huge success. An unbelievable success in South Korea and Japan. They spent... All, I, I've never seen a mobile game advertised as much as Lineage Revolution. If you guys remember, I think it was like a year ago, every streamer, every big streamer, even like the, the streamers with like 10,000, 20,000 plus viewers, were playing Lineage Revolution. Is a sponsor stream, every single one of them. And the game had every exposure and now nobody's playing it. That's gonna be It just I don't think Westerners like playing mobile More PGs like that. Where it's just an autoplay game. And really the only games that mobile games do really well in the West, you know, there are really there really aren't any RPGs that do well on mobile here in the West. There really aren't any. You can see the list I gave you all that. Nobody's playing mobile and, and most here.
0: I actually think, well, I can't I can't log anymore. But uh no. I, I do think. So you 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 like to say that the Asians actually have are, are better at you know, more hardcore when it comes to mobile, but I think Americans have it right. Mobile is excels at casual things like Candy Crush, you know, Pokemon Go. Uh, it's a strategy games where it's like not real time. These or even like quick little mini battles like uh, Battle uh, Clash Royale. These are the best mobile games. I I don't want to mm-hmm. sit there playing Lineage Two for four hours on my phone. That, that makes no sense to me.
1: No, I think I think it can. I I, I think it can. I, I I just don't like the the complete autoplay and zero responsibility by players i think there's a good you could design a game that has enough player engagement on mobile for it to work i don't know people do play like Dragalia Lost can be played for hours at a time sitting down you know like there are games that work like that I'm sure Dragalia; that's decent isn't it nope not, I, I can't even see on the list yeah it's not in the top 500 here uh, I, in in asia i feel like the transition from pc to mobile as a primary gaming device, it happened much quicker and with all the hardcore players as well. Whereas now there's still this divide here in the West between hardcore players and you know, more casual players. And a lot of hardcore players now do play mobile games. They play both. Whereas I think in China and Japan and Korea, more players are basically playing exclusively on mobile now, much more. And if you look at streaming sites too in China, I mean, people are streaming these mobile games all the time and that's it. They're literally streaming mobile games on their Twitch. That's like the main, the main thing now. And I, I don't buy that as on-the-go travel entirely. Again, people are literally sitting home all day and playing these games as well. I think for a lot of people in Asia, it's replaced the PC. It's replaced the laptop as a primary gaming device. And the games reflect that too. The games that are popular in East Asia are more traditional hardcore games, actual MRPGs, FPS games, racing games. The games popular in the West are basically idle games, games that, you know, Clash of Clans, uh, Candy Crush Saga, games that you can play without, you know, too much as, as, as schlocky said bathroom time games FIFA gotcha loot box there you go and yeah, no no hardcore game is really popular here in the west old school runescape is number 393 and again runescape is really popular but even that game is not hugely popular on mobile at least on the uh, at least not making a lot of money on the on the highest grossing list probably one of the only more pieces on the list though
0: All right, enough no. to talk. Anything else, or are we ready to go with some post game?
1: Uh, I think we go back to the post game for right. a bit. I, I wanted to see some more overpriced, expensive uh, items, but we can look at it in the post game.
0: Yeah, we can make fun of Louis Vuitton in the post game.
1: All right, later All right. for you two. Take care. I'll tell you what